Podcast. Oh, feeling blue? <laughs> Go green. <laughs> That's all you need to read, buddy. That's all you need to read. You need to just have that written on your wall. Feeling blue, go green. I'm going to write that on my wall. Yeah, you should. <laughs> feeling red? <laughs> go green. Go Whatever color you're feeling. Green. And make it blue. Yeah. Red and green. Feeling red, green? Red and green. Make, make purple. Purple. Don't they? Yeah, yeah, red and green make purple. No, wait. No, red, no. red and blue make purple. Red and blue make purple. Red and green make like a greeny red color. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are for, aren't those forbidden colors to mix? Like there's certain colors you're like, don't mix those. I think those. they make brown. Don't mix I think mix every those time colors. you mix, yeah, they are. I think if you mix uh, colors that are on the uh, opposite side of the color wheel. Yes. They make brown, I think. Yes. So like purple and yellow. Red, make- yellow, blue. Red, yellow, blue. Where, <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? No, it's like, we are the primary colors. Da, 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 da. Somebody put it to three blind mice. I remember when I was a kid. Oh, they put yeah. the primary colors to three blind mice when I was a kid, and so I've always remembered it because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Red, yellow, blue. Those are the primary colors. Yeah. And then re- if you put... Re- cause, yeah. Yes, because red and the yellow make the orange. Yes. And the yellow and the blue make the green. Uh-huh. And the blue and the red make, make the purple. purple. Uh-huh. And those are your secondary colors. Yes, exactly. And then primary and secondary colors have, uh, what do they call them? They call them, not op- they call them uh, co- complementary colors. Yes. And so Christmas, you put together the two complementary colors. But of, you don't mix them. No, you don't mix them. You put them together. You pair them. Red and green paired uh-huh. together. They're complementary colors, mm-hmm. but they're also on opposite sides of the wheel. So mm-hmm. you can't mix them. If you do, you just make brown. They yeah. complement each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, the fa- most fascinating thing is, is there's an entire industry that is just co- color pairing. And I mean, it's in fashion. It's in design. It's like you are, you are taught these colors will elicit this emotion, this feeling, this response. You need to do this. You know, there was that entire era of movies where every single action movie was a blue and orange poster. Mm. Every single one. If you go back, it's like the early 2000s, and they just figured out, like, this will work for every single action movie. It was like Born Identity, all those co- covers. It's blue and orange on the, on the covers. Anyway, it's interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah. Sometimes. For most, for most people, it works all the time. All the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's some weirdos who don't see things the same way as everyone else. Right. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I'm one of those weirdos. Yeah? Are you sometimes. colorblind? I'm, I think I'm color awesome. <laughs> you have you have the photoreceptors of a like a like an animal that can see like more color spectrum than we no, can. No, I think less colors. Oh, but, less colors. but more awesome. More awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. My my son is colorblind, and so he's he's uh, only red green colorblind. So it's not completely. He doesn't see in black and white. It's, but he gets a lot of slack from his friends. They Owen always... and I forgot that when we were playing Zelda with him. Yeah. <laughs> because we're going like, like it's right there. Okay, it's it's right. It's the green thing sitting right there. Just grab it. And he's like, oh, I, I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. And it's... then it took a minute for me to realize, like, oh, you don't know what the green. <laughs> you don't know what's the green thing. So of course you can't see it. He he a, this poor kid is a total disadvantage. When he he's totally, playing video games. totally has a disadvantage. And his friends mess with him all the time. They're like, uh-huh. hey, Ewan, can you see this? Hey, Ewan, can you see this? Yeah. They love messing with him because, oh like, gosh. yeah, he's it's not too bad. He can see. I mean, one of the, one of the color blindness 
uh, versions that I think is the most tragic are the people who can't see purple. I feel bad for them because I think purple is just amazing color. But so he, he can, <laughs> I do. I think it's an amazing color. It really is. It makes me sad no, when I hear it. It is, but, but it's a it's a I rad mean, color. If somebody is purple colorblind, I'm like, man, that sucks. But like he's got just shades of red and green that he can't see. He can see red and green. He just can't see. All the shades. All the red and the green. Yes, you can't see all but of them. But it so. sucks to not... Red and green are great They colors. are great colors. Agreed. I, know, I, you know, I mean, I think we all have our favorites, but I feel like this is... This is I'm, you mean I'm, I'm singling out purple? Purple, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people who'd be very sad to not see red. You want to know what I'm thinking of? Uh-huh. And this is tangential as hell. It's probably worth it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy that we worked with on Good Cops um, Season 2, and uh-huh. he was purple colorblind, and there was this video that went viral because he had never seen the color purple, and they made those glasses that uh, enabled him. Which friend? Um, he was one of the party teenagers. Oh, uh, okay. Dark brown hair. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Okay. But there he were had a lot of people in that show. Yeah, there show. were a lot of people on okay. the show. And they, this is one of the teenagers that we used for many, many scenes. Okay. And he had a video that was seen by <sighs> tens of millions of people where you know his boyfriend bought him the glasses that you could see purple for the first time. And he's like on camera seeing purple for the first time and he's just weeping. So I think that story stuck with me because it was like, you're watching a a grown man, like see the color purple and and it's just moving him to tears. Are there glasses like that for you and where he could see? No, he's host. No, no (laughs) if there are, we're not buying them. Yeah, we're not buying them. (laughs) No, I think there are. I think that they, I think scientists have found ways to activate certain things in the, the uh, optics that will reveal the color finally, Mm -hmm. but they're not cheap. Yeah, no, I believe it. Yeah, not cheap. It. Well, thankfully, you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> in love. Uh, you are rich in I love. I am rich in love. <laughs> you love. can't argue that. And spite. Yeah. No! <laughs> no! No! Uh, uh, how's everybody? Every- I'm rich in spite. <laughs> I'm rich in spite. Yeah, you choose a negative. <laughs> yeah. I'm rich in vitriol. Yeah. Um, I, uh, how's everybody doing this fine morning? How are we doing? I'm great. I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm pretty great. Yeah. Pretty great. Okay. You know, our topic today is definitely timely. It is timely. You know, it we gotta, timely. we're going to have to spin this one positive, which I think we can do. We can. We you can. Know? But it's, uh, you know, it's, got, it's, it's in the back of my mind. I got, some, yeah. I got some family and friends who live right in the path. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's, he's hinting at that we're going to cover today. We're going to just say it right out of the gate. We're going to yeah. be talking about Hurricane Ian yeah. in Florida. We are. Because, yeah. I mean, it, as this airs, it's happening. It's going on. Yeah. And so we thought it would be topical. Yeah. And tropical. And tropical. <laughs> topical, tropical. Don't, don't source, stopical. <laughs> don't stop. Topical, tropical. Don't stopical. Um, Veronica, how are you doing? I hear you sniffling over there. Yeah, I have bad allergies. But I'm doing better than last week. Yes. Well, last week you weren't even I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Last week we were heartbroken because <laughs> you weren't joining us. Yes. But we, uh, we're glad to have you here. And if you've got a sniffle, if you've got a sneeze, that's okay. I'm so just going to. Just do it. Move just, my microphone. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard enough to get the microphone <laughs> in front of your face. So yes. and we are rolling, right, by the way? I hope so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, yes, we are. Okay, good. Well, let's uh, dig in then. Yeah. Let's dig in. Let's, enough shenanigans. No more shenanigans. We talked about purple. None and, more. Uh, oh, one, one little, little thing. What's that? I have heard rumor that, that you've got chefs working on similar, uh, like you've got a color wheel, how you can make colors with other colors and whatever yeah. else, yeah. like working on similar things with, uh, with taste. Really? And that you have people working on the same things with, uh, with smell. Yeah. So that you can synthesize all smells and all tastes and all everything else. If you can figure out the basics of what what you need to recreate, recreate smells, recreate tastes. Because if you can do it with that's vision, amazing. you can do it with anything. 
you just have to know what the what the basis the basics are. All right. Well, then I have one last question. That is the, yeah. before we get in. What I asked this actually at dinner last night with my kids. Okay. Um, I said, "What do you think your strongest sense is? Like oh. of all the senses that you have, which one do you kind of go like, man." Uh, my ability to smell things is just next level, or my ability, uh, my sight is I can I feel like I can see in the dark, I can see things at a great distance. Just wanted to know if you had a sense that you think this is definitely my uh, it's my strong suit. Well, I think like you mean humans are are kind of sight based, right? So yeah. it's like we kind of all have pretty good. Like, my eyes are terrible. Sight, yeah, well, it's true, but you still rely on them, even yeah, though you can't. But see. it's not my strongest sense. <laughs> I can't see in the dark. Um, we were all sitting around the table, and we were all yeah. looking at how all their pupils, Jamie's, Elliot's, and Ewan's, were much more open. We were sitting in, lo- you know, it was lower lighting, and mine were really small. And then we were all comparing. We were like, it's so weird. Dad's pupils are very small. And I was like, that's because I can't see in low light for some reason. So, like, my my eyesight isn't as good as everybody else's Have in you considered family. MDMA? <laughs> yes, of course I have. <laughs> I consider it every morning when I get up. No, no, I'm serious. So I, 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 in all honesty, we are sight-driven in a lot of ways in the world, but I feel like my strongest, I'll, I'll lead, mm. my strongest sense is my ears. I feel like mm. I have really, really good ears, and I feel like I can hear details and things mm. that, um, yeah, <laughs> just like just that. Dropping into your no, I feel like when I hear, that's why music means so much to me, is I feel like I hear nuances. I can sometimes hear on a piano recording when the person playing the piano is taking their foot on and off of the, the lever on the bottom. I can hear room noise and tones that will point out to people and they'll go, I have never heard that. There's like a part in a Pearl Jam song where he hits a harmonic on the string that I literally, I like it, I hear it every single time. Right. There's this part on a Bjork song where I can hear that she's actually looping her vocal. Mm. So there's all these things that I hear in music that I go, does anybody else hear that? And it's, that's my ears. That's great. Yeah. Wow. So what about you? That's good. Well, so I was very blessed at a young age with, with my sight. I don't yeah. think, I'm not going to choose my sight. Because okay. I, I I could see at great distances, nighttime, daytime, all time. It's really like really. I, when I went to the eye doctor, they said, "Well, yeah, you have, you have pilot eye." Ooh, that sounds yeah. that sounds both like a disease and a blessing. Yeah. Well, it actually in the end it is kind of a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So it's good when you're when you're under forty, mm. because basically you can just see very clearly at incredibly far distances, and it's mm. good for pilots. It's the kind of thing that birds have, where their 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 purpose is to see it for great distances and then go in and. Yeah, smack and kill the little rat they're going to wow. grab from the ground, right? So that was so that's something, and I got it from my dad. My dad has the same. Dad yeah. literally is a pilot. Yeah, um, and so like so, th- I would say sight because of that. The bummer, just to finish that story. The flip side of that is that as you get older, what happens is is you're you're actually I, I guess the image goes too far in the back of your cornea or whatever it is that you're yeah. supposed to be looking in, at. I don't your, your I don't, eye hole. My eye hole. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and then and then. Uh, and then your brain then focuses your eyes around it so you can see. Yeah. And that's how you can see so far. And so it's like you, you spend your whole life basically focusing more than everyone else does. So your eyes work harder as you're younger in order to compensate for the fact that your view is, is too far back. Oh, wow. So the problem with that is when you get older and your eyes get tired, they can't do it anymore. And oh. so that's what causes a certain kind of eye problem mm-hmm. for a holes like me. Wow. Well, there you go. So now it's starting to go away, and now things are getting blurry, and yeah. it's it's well, uh, sag. It was a good run. It was a good run. So now I got to work on my other senses. Yeah. But I would say my favorite sense, I know, is my best, 
is uh, is is my schnoz. Your your nose, your smell. Yeah. 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 And not necessarily because I can smell everything that's out there, but because when I eat, <laughs> my wife makes fun of me because whenever I eat anything. Yeah. I actually enjoy, I like, I'll scent it. Like, I'll sit there and I'll kind of like, like, like breathe in. Mm. <laughs> and I'll scent it. So, like, my, my favorite candy is honeycomb. Because mm, you love that Because honeycomb has a, a, a like, a, a scent like yeah. a, that, that comes out of it when you're eating it. It's yeah. really, like, unbelievably, t- unbelievably lovely, wonderful. Yeah. Mm. And there mm. are details in that kind of thing that I really enjoy. So, foods that have too pungent an aroma, I'm terrible with the cheese makes me gag. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can sense everything that's coming out of that cheese, and it's wow. pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. I love it. That's cool. What about you, Ronnie? And then we'll get in. But I want to know, did you just unplug your microphone? No, I don't. Yeah, no, I'm no, good. You're, yes. you're good. You're yes, alive. I'm, you're I'm alive. good. I'm live. What about you? Do you have no, a scent? I, 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 I have two, actually. Okay. That I feel are my Bring strongest. It. Bring it. Um, my eyes, my yeah. sight, and my ears as well. My hearing. Okay. Yeah. I can hear you guys chew from... Yes, oh, you can. She, she does talk all the time chew. about us hearing. It's so chew. embarrassing. I can hear you breathe. Yeah. Oh, God. I can hear it all. Sounds like I feel like I'm listening to a Sting song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every chew you make. God. Um, I think I probably can hear people chew too. I think that the only reason I tune it out is I'm older now, and so like I've I've learned how to select and choose which chew I He's listen to. He's learned that it's inappropriate to listen, listen to your to boss chewing chew. next door. <laughs> so I think okay, I'll tune it out. I think I, that's why I sit out here now, because I don't want to hear you I'm guys. Isolated. And I don't want you guys to hear me. You that's just got to learn to isolate that's it. That's so the thing. I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You can. I will try my best not to make bad noises, although no. I do make a lot of noises. Yeah. I'm a noise... Are you I, a noisy a, person? I'm a noisy human. Mm. I make a lot. It's just a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like I do. You do? I do because I want to block out the noise that you guys are making so that way you hear me yeah. I, have, I don't hear you. I am great, not noisy. I have great news for you. Great news for you. Yes. You cannot. I'm hear. right next to you. And I played a lot of rock and roll in my early 20s. I was in a band and I did not always wear earplugs. And so the loud ass speakers were blaring in my ear night after night after night, and my ears are shot. So I can't hear a thing you're doing. Wonderful. Well, that makes me feel better. I'm listening to (laughs) everything you do and recording it all. Let's begin the show. (laughs) And now to hurricanes. Hurricanes. Um, All right. We are going to talk about Hurricane Ian. Um, it's uh, in Florida right now, and it's becoming, and we know a lot of people there. We have a lot of friends and family there. And from one of the things that I've seen most people talk about is they, you know, if you flip on the news and the TV about Ian and hurricanes, the news is going to freak you out the majority of the time. Oh, yeah. just, it's just constant panic and pandemonium. And of course, it's good for people to be prepared. But yeah. every now and then you need to have like a, hey, it's going to be all right. We've uh, we've learned a lot over the past few decades of major storms and more storms are coming. So there's scientists and, and people thinking ahead and planning. And so we thought we would highlight some of those things and, you know, what hurricanes are all about and, you know, why we might be seeing more of them in the coming years. So I'm going to actually, yeah. This yeah. is this is kind of like we've highlighted this in the past with where we live, there's fires yeah. all the time. And we yeah. get calls, like a lot of family in Australia, you have a lot of family in Oklahoma and yeah. in, in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll call 
freaked out. Like, oh my God, are you, are you yeah. okay? Are you on fire? Is yeah. your house gone? Is everybody yeah. dead? Is yeah. That, and yeah. I'm like, no, the fire is it's, oh, it's way over there. 30 miles away. Yeah. And it's been going on for two weeks. They're yeah. also getting it like late. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, if you're yeah. here, you're, they're calling, you're like, oh no, I think we're, uh, I think we're doing okay on that right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And, and then also you don't, they don't, they don't understand how much money and technology has gone into controlling yeah. those fires with our, like our fire department here is the best in the world. Yeah. So it, they handle it. They keep yeah. on top of it. Now, some people definitely lose their homes. There's some yeah. definite disasters going on. A lot of wildlife suffers. There's yeah. definitely downsides to all of this. We're not saying Yes, we're no not saying yay uh, natural disasters. Right. We're just saying... We're just saying that, that uh, we, we want to highlight the fact that there are... That we've learned as a, as a species mm -hmm. how to kind of combat this and how to do how to handle this the you know in a better way yeah, yeah. Well, i'm gonna actually send it over to uh the science guy noel here mm -hmm. to let him explain real quick because you know what you go your whole life and you hear hurricane tornado earthquake and a lot of these things are like you know you understand what it is and what it does and what it causes but mm -hmm. i'm sure there's people that that go why is it a why does a hurricane happen so i thought maybe you could just break it down like why does a hurricane happen? Yeah, pal. Can you? Happy to do so. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with. Um, okay. Let's start with with uh, with just a storm. Okay. Just a storm maybe. in general. Or like, yeah. yeah. Let's try to figure out the best way to do this. So, okay. L I, if you put a cup of water. Okay. Right. So everybody, imagine you've got a cup of water sitting in your bedroom. Okay. It's in my room. Or in your classroom or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And you Wherever fill, you are. Fill it up to the top. Okay. Okay. If you just wait for long enough it will disappear yeah without without ever without you touching it without anything it'll just disappear it will slowly evaporate right right it'll it'll turn into vapor that's what right. evaporation is right this gets confused a lot with boiling right because we think of like of when things change phase right when it's at freezing temperature it freezes and gets solid when right. it's at boiling temperature it turns boils to steam. And turns into steam which is yeah. vapor right? which is vapor yeah so there's a confusion because of because when you boil things, you think, okay, well, that's where that's when things become vapor. Right. But actually, you start getting a combination of vapor and liquid at zero degrees Celsius, thirty. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so like that's that's where that's where you start to you start to see the the the, the change, right? So, you, some amount, very little at low temperatures, turns into vapor. And the warmer it gets, the faster and the more of it turns into vapor, sort of everywhere, right? Yeah. So that's an experiment you can do at home. Just put the cup down and just measure how much water is. That. You, it will go down lower and lower and lower over time. Love it. Anytime you're changing phases, anytime you're, you're, having, you're having molecules change or you're having things, but you, the, the, biggest, um, the biggest factors are temperature and pressure. Okay. Okay? So, like, let's imagine that Jacob wants to stand up, which would be a change in Jacob's phase. Mm -hmm. It's easy for Jacob to do that if he's just sitting down and there's nothing going on. Right. But if I was sitting on Jacob, it would be harder for Jacob to do that mm. because there would be pressure on Jacob. What a lovely thought. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So at any given moment, on an average, there's almost 15, it's 14.7 pounds of pressure per square inch wow. of just air that is pushing down on all of us. Okay. If you're in Venus, because it's much denser material, it's hundreds of pounds right. of pressure. You just, get, you just get crushed. Yeah. 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 Okay? Okay. So that's how much pressure you have kind of at sea level. The higher you go up, the less air there is, the less pressure there is. Okay. Okay? So it's easier for things to change phase. Okay. Okay. 
This is the, like, so we'll start with that. That's okay. <clears throat> this is science 101. Okay. So when you look outside and you see a clear day, yeah. you think, oh, it's a clear day. There's not a cloud in the sky. There's no water vapor. There's nothing. That is a lie. <laughs> You've been lied to by the media. There's always, yeah, basically always, always water vapor yeah. that's, that's out there. You just can't see it yeah. because it, it hasn't coalesced. It hasn't come together or, or there's just not, but it's en- always there's there. not enough of it to make a cloud. Yeah. Okay. As pressure changes, as temperature changes, as there's more water vapor, you can get clouds. Right. Okay. So basically what you're doing, you, who's like, when, you know, when you watch a, uh, you go on the, the weather channel, they've got the L, they've got the H, mm-hmm. low, low pressure system, the high pressure system, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. So if you have a low pressure system, then all of the winds and all of the air is coming towards the low pressure system. Okay. Okay. And you're, you're getting, and all the, all the water vapor now can, can build up. Right. If you have a high, high pressure system, it's pushing everything away. So it doesn't build it up. Right. Okay. This is kind of the basics of basics of storms, right? Yeah. So then you get more water vapor in with low, less pressure on the yeah. ground, which yeah. means that you can suck more water up into high, up into the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. And once it gets up at high into the atmosphere, then there's less pressure, and then you can start to see reactions start to occur, and then it'll start to condense, and it'll start to drop water droplets. And then that's when we get rain. And then you get some rain. Right. Okay. So. Another kind of factor about Earth is I think that we, we forget how big it is, okay? So big. It's huge. Right. Well, all right, if you're, if you're in a room that has... Okay, I'm going to do another crazy example here. Okay, more craziness. Related to pressure, okay? <laughs> if you are in a room that's, that has, like, that, that's... If you're in space, okay. right? We've all seen the movies. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you're sitting outside in space and you're in your space suit. The moment that you open the door that has the, the, uh, the, the air inside of it... Mm-hmm. It immediately sucks yeah, out and yeah, goes yeah. out and tries to fill that space. Right. Naturally, things try to balance out and be as even as possible everywhere that they're going. Right. And then environmental factors can control or stop that or change it being completely even. But it tries to even out all the time. That's right. what it does. But the Earth is massive. Right. So even though the average is 14.7 pounds per square inch, yeah. the pressure does vary depending upon where you are, what the conditions are, yeah. what's happening, yeah. right? So a hurricane happens because the Earth is trying to balance out its heat. Okay. Okay? So in the middle of the planet, there is, it's very hot. The sun is beating on it all the time. The equator. That heat is constant around the middle of it all year long. And it's hot. I've been there. It's yes. very hot. Whereas the poles get less heat, and so they, they don't... They, it tries to balance itself out. Right. The Earth tries to be one temperature. It can't do it because of where the heat's coming and how it spins and what's mm. going on with it, right? right. And, and the tilt of it. But it tries. Yeah. So you get too much heat in the middle of the Earth. The Earth does its job. It tries to even things out, right? So it takes all of that warm air from the middle of, of the planet yeah. and it pushes it up mm-hmm. and it pushes it down. Yeah. In the process of taking all of that Low, like all, all of that, that heat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that low pressure system will build up and gather more and more and more and more and more and more and keep gathering and gathering and gathering and keep building and building it. And then the weather will start to cyclone depending if it's on the, we've all watched the Simpsons where the toilet flushes one way in the north and the other way in the south. Well, that's yeah. kind of where that comes from because yeah. Yeah. it spins depending upon which side it's on. And it builds more and more. And then if it's, if there's enough energy in it, 
And if there's enough heat that needs to be transferred, it'll gather a ton of moisture and a ton of energy, and it'll keep building so long as it's on the water, more and more and more until it either reaches a place where it's cold enough that it can dissipate, or it hits land and it can't find any more water, or enough water wow. to keep building. Okay. And so it just keeps on building. So that's kind of what causes that, and then once it hits land, it starts to slow down, and then this particular one's gonna go, because of how Florida is shaped, it'll slow down a little bit as it goes over Florida, then probably build a little more power as it's over the Atlantic before it's gonna go up into like South Carolina and then do like a second, we'll be talking about this again in a week. Really? When it's hitting, yeah, South Carolina with a, another storm after it kind of builds up and, and wow. kind of comes up over that. Wow. But then as it goes inland over, over the Carolinas, it will dissipate because it'll have less moisture that it can grab from the ocean. There you go. I and hope that helped. I don't it know did. if it did anything it did. at all. It did. I just it did. confused everybody. No, no, I get it. I yeah. get it. And it's one of those things that obviously in school I remember studying these things. But you grow up and you go, eh, I don't need to hold on to that information. A hurricane, <laughs> a hurricane comes across land and it kind of sucks. But it makes sense yeah. what you're talking about and why I, our changing climate would make them more often. Well, if, if, things are, if things are warmer or even more extreme, frankly, is the, yeah. is the problem, right? If yeah. things are more extreme, then you have more opportunity to, for the Earth to want to balance itself out. Yeah, yeah. It and needs so to... you, would, you would have more frequency. We also are better at measuring it. Mm-hmm. Like, we're better at, at catching when it's starting, like when there's, you know, when there's a tropical wave forming that could turn into a hurricane. When, like, at, when, when all this... We're, we're better at catching that and knowing it's happening. So we probably are also finding more hurricanes than we used to. And I want to say this to be fair, because the big thing that we have is if we're clear and honest, then people can kind of get a picture of what's actually happening. Right. But we are, we are measuring more of, more of them. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. More, more, more hurricanes than we used to. And I, I, my sense is that there are more <laughs> than, than there. There, than there are more, yeah. but we're also catching more. So it's, yes. a, it's, it's a bit of both because, because yeah. some might, some might say on, on, on looking at a certain perspective, they're like, no, we've always had a ton of hurricanes. We're just, we have the tools and sophistication to measure them now. So it seems like we're getting more. But then on the other side of the coin, you'd say, but even if you were to put on a scale about how many there probably have been and where we are headed now it does seem like the frequency is increasing yeah i believe there there are there are i mean there's more. there's more that seem to be hitting land the damage though and this is interesting has been less like the okay. amount the amount of of, uh, of destruction and problems that they cause have been less and that isn't because there are less hurricanes it's because we're becoming better at dealing with them right and that's what today is about yeah today is about how we deal with them yeah and we've learned a lot if i if i go online and i start searching like hurricane preparedness Obviously, the number one thing that comes up is Katrina, because that was a big national thing that everybody witnessed, a city that was just not ready and had been told, you know, over and over again, if we don't fix these things, we're going to be in trouble. And sure enough, they were in trouble. And so after that, a lot of organizations came into place and said, well, we can't ever let this happen again. And then there was another big disaster one that I'm, I'm forgetting about that happened shortly after that. But basically, all these things started because they were like, we're not going to let this happen again. So it's good. In Florida specifically, the genesis of Florida's current storm preparation process can be traced back to the storm seasons of 2004 and 2005 when 10 named storms impacted the state. Yeah. So 10. Yeah, that was crazy. There was a lot of lot of storms back then, okay? Yeah. It caused 28 billion in property damages. Because of that in 2006 they started the Florida Public Service Commission. And yeah. that's basically was an organization that was like 
hell no. <laughs> we're not, we're yeah, not, we're not going through this, this again. Yeah, yeah enough of exactly. this. Exactly. Yep. So they've obviously done a lot of legislature and things to, to get things sorted out. But here's, here's some examples of things that they've done. Utilities in Florida have engaged in projects such as refined vegetation management practices, system-wide inspection programs for power poles. Uh, power poles sounds like, a, like an animated cartoon from the 1980s about like kids that turn into like weather systems. We are the, the power, power poles. poles, right? Sounds yeah. like yeah. with our rings, we come together yeah. to be the power poles. Yeah. But they just become like poles. They're just poles. They just hold. They're, but they're weatherproof. They're weatherproof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a wide inspection programs for power poles, smart grid technologies that allow utilities to reroute power to compensate <laughs> for portions of the system affected by the storms and selective undergrounding of power lines through these state initiatives. So they've thought ahead. They've gone, okay, we got to figure out what's going to happen with our vegetation, the stuff that we're growing, the power lines that are exposed, how, we how do we bury them? You know, these are all things that are starting to be put into place that weren't before. And so this podcast is to tell you, people be working on it. They're working, right? Yeah, they're working. Yeah. They're trying to figure out how can we get through a disaster and not be completely hosed for a year afterwards, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's... It truly does come down to preparedness and better spending more on the design, spending yeah. more on the engineering, spending yeah. more on the construction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I read this while I was reading through, and I thought this was pretty cool. It says yeah. Florida, so they're talking, of course, about uh, electrification, because obviously that's, an, that's a new hot but, uh, button topic about electrified sure. vehicles. Yeah. But it says Florida is, of course, focused on it because Florida is a leading state in terms of electric vehicle adoption, which I was like, that's surprising because you wouldn't, I, you know, from what you generalize in here from the media, you think that like, oh, Florida wouldn't get into EVs. But I was surprised. I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go ahead and 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 use this opportunity mm. to to let everybody feel good about the fact that I don't think there is going to be another civil war in this. As much as we keep hearing people really wish for it for some reason, <laughs> right, and I have right. no idea why. Right, 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 right. Because that's a disaster. Total disaster, and we should not hope for it. No. I don't believe there's going to be another civil war because I think that there is, I think that a lot of what you, you see in the news or you hear about from friends about what, what state is what, how people feel politically, what's going on is completely and utterly done on purpose and a lie. And that people's political leanings or what they basically think, not what they're going to say, but what they basically think are completely, like, like completely different. Two people don't, like even two people who agree on most political things don't agree on nuance at all a lot right, of times. Right, yeah, and, absolutely. And that you'll find that people will make different voting decisions on what they're going to do or different purchasing decisions or different, like they're going to make different decisions based on their own well-being, not based on the color of what you think their state is. Yeah, And that true. you would be surprised, like you see, you see uh, Georgia kind of becoming a, a blue state Right. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. When it supposedly was supposed to be a very like like a red. very red state. Yeah. Florida, when Obama was running for president, was considered lost. Yeah. It was considered blue. That will yeah. no longer be a red state because of because of the way that, that it is now. And that's just how it is. Same with Ohio. Yeah. And now Ohio and Florida are both considered these bastions of red. Right. None of it's true, man. Right. 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 It's all momentum. It's all it's all reporting. It's yeah. all it's it's you know. You can have, like, the most renewable energy we have in, in any state in the union is in Texas. Yeah. Because it makes sense for what Texas is trying to do. Yeah. 
the most EVs in Florida because it makes sense for what people in Florida want to do. It has yeah. nothing to do with anything else. Yeah, it's so true. We won't have a civil war. Yeah, yeah. Because you co- because people don't agree in blocks the way you think they do. Yes, yes. And and you the fact that people are even talking about a civil war means it's been too long since we had a civil war because mm-hmm. they've forgotten how horrible. That yeah. would be, you know what I mean? We've just got too much distance from it that they throw that term around. Whereas if you were to go back in time and grab somebody who was 10 years after the Civil War and be like, we're thinking about having another one of these, they'd be like, why? No. No, please don't do that. I lost all my kids. <laughs> I lost They're my, all dead. Yeah, that was terrible. Please don't do that again. Yeah. So, it's, 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 yes. And at that time, the conditions were different. People didn't move around as much. Right. Right. Like the America is a melting pot now. You yeah. have people who just travel everywhere. Yeah. I guarantee on your street, if you talk to your neighbors, yeah. many of them will be from somewhere else. Yeah. They will have grown up somewhere else. And have different perspectives in your neighborhood that you think is so one way. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you'll have just people that are people. They make decisions based on many variations of things to, from where they're from, where their parents are from, how they were raised, how they look at the world. So we got to just chill out. Stop wanting to fight all the time. People yeah. are people are nuanced. They are incredibly nuanced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are a lot more conservative things that happen in California, even with the Democratic legislature, than you would think. Yeah, it's true. Just because people are, they, we're not, yeah, we're, we're not, not just we one are not thing. what you think they are. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Good point. And I see I brought that up because I, I, I knew there was something worth mentioning about how this article said people in Florida have the most EVs. And my gut reaction was like, that's odd. And that's that's worth talking about, which is like I've been fed a narrative, you know. So uh, but back to structures. So I wanted to bring this up because this was a good article about um, after Katrina, all the initiatives that were founded to like, how do we build differently? How do we have structures that can weather the storm? So there was, right after Katrina, they started this whole thing called the Green Dot Plan. And people in in New Orleans were like, no. Because it was basically like, we're going to get rid of all of where you're living right now and restore it to wetlands. And this is what you and I were talking about yesterday, which is people are like, I'm not moving. I'm not getting out of here. I want to stay in Hmm. this place. And so they had to come up with something to rebuild, redesign come up with ways that people can stay places. And I think there's two sides of this coin. I want to get into the fact Please. that like when when you need to evacuate, you need to evacuate, and that's important. But this whole initiative, it said, New Orleans came up with an alternate solution. Allow residents to remain in their homes. Not not middle storm. This is in, you know, I'm not saying like, like the hurricane's coming, and they're like, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying long term. But also retrofit the area's landscape to help the neighborhood better withstand the next natural disaster. The plan includes... New ditches, mm. rain barrels, and dry creeks designed to hold substantial amounts of water and reduce runoff that could destroy homes and other property. So it came up with this entire plan to say, hey, if we do know storms are coming, how do we prepare in the future? And a lot of it had to do with ways of capturing the water, dry ditches, rainwater capturing. Um, so, And then they also had to figure out, they had to reevaluate, because every storm has billions and billions of dollars worth of damage to a city. Mm-hmm. So it's like every home you save is so much more valuable than not building the infrastructure that can protect and letting the storm destroy so that you have to rebuild. So it's better to be able to strengthen the things that we have. Right. So they tried to understand why a building would collapse. You know, she said heavy roofs on weak walls, poorly connected columns or bad quality building materials can all make buildings less stable. So these are those things where, you know, when um, a building is being built or contractors hired and they're like, I can get you the best deal and the cheapest thing that's going to make it come together. It's like that's not always 
the best choice. It's never the best. Yeah, choice. it's, it's, it's not, never I mean, the best I, it's, choice. It's so funny, but you think about like where where we live. So much, so many of the uh, of the homes are like a hundred years old. Yeah, and yet they they stand up to earthquakes. They stand up to yeah. to fires. They stand up to everything. Yeah, like they just survive it. Yeah, and the reason for that is because in in like the the greater kind of San Gabriel Valley area where we are, that's where all of the builders lived. Yeah. The ones who built everything throughout the entire Los Angeles County. Yeah. They basically lived here. Yeah. So they built, they didn't build a home for them. Like the, the house that was built wasn't built by some random contractor. Right. It was people and their, and their community and family and friends saying, I'm building my home. Yes. And I want to stay. And when people build their own home who yeah. know how to build, they use great materials. Yeah. And they do it properly and they're patient and they do it right because yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah. So it is, you know, I'm not just saying don't get, you know, don't get a few quotes and see what's out there and <laughs> yeah. see what's fair. Don't, don't sh- you can shop and, yeah. and compare, but if, if somebody has got a, a steal of a deal on a, a, you know, building materials for your house, you're like, how is that even possible? It, they could be cheap and it could be, it could be detrimental to you in the long run. It's way better to invest in a strong structure and spend more money yeah. than to invest in something that's weak and then it just completely falls apart. Pay for the good builder. Yeah, pay for the it good just, builder. Pay for the good builder because your your house will last two hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and then the last thing I'll say before I wanted to talk a little bit about the the reverse of the you know designing your home so that you can stay. Um, the hurricane I was forgetting about that I was drawing a blank on was Hurricane Sandy. That was another really big one that happened. Um, yeah. After winds of Hurricane Sandy had subsided in New York City, architect Jonathan Marvel walked down the waterfront near Brooklyn Bridge and realized after surveying the high levels of river water that the one hotel Brooklyn Bridge, then sitting at sea level in Brooklyn Bridge Park, would have to be re- redesigned. It would have to be elevated substantially to prepare for the next storm, adapting to a changing climate that will make hurricanes like Sandy more frequent and severe. So he said they raised the building uh, five feet, installing floodgates at the garage doors at the ground level. So the new elevated podium um, did not stick out glaringly in the natural space. Marvel planted indigenous shrubbery, trees, and flowers. So this was another example of, hey, we got some mass destruction here. How can we prevent it? We can lift it up. We can elevate buildings. And these are the things, the structures that can prevent problems in the future. See, and that's an interesting thing to to discover, right? Because the places we get hit hardest, like uh, Harvey. Harvey. That yeah. went into, into Houston, Texas area. That's right. That was just a couple years ago. Yeah. And it just, it just sat over there and dropped rain for days. For days. And yeah. it was, and it, and it, you know, people were having to be in boats because there was nowhere for it to go because it's so flat. Mm-hmm. Right. And so one of the advantages you have in places like where we live is that, you know, we don't get enough rain, first of all, but in the rare instances where it does happen is because of how many hills there are, it has somewhere to run. Yeah. That That's helps. True. Yeah. Right. So Part of the new construction idea is, okay, so we need to find ways to put things above the water level. Yeah. Get them yeah. up higher them so up that higher. there's, so they're not, you're not in that water, which yeah. can be complicated when Compli- you're, you know, <laughs> complicated. With, with construction, but if you do it right, it can be, it can be done. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's the, um, that's the thing that we want to inspire that, you know, while people in Florida right now are braving Hurricane Ian, and it is scary with the, the rain and the, the water accumulation, um, your cities and areas have thought about how do we deal with this and how do we get through this. And each storm, we become more prepared and learn more things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's a great effort for that. But then there's also, when you're researching these things, there's a lot of articles from the Red Cross, from Weather Channel that say, hey, when we give you evacuation orders... You need to listen. And that's what I wanted to touch on yeah. also here. So this was a big article that was like, 
if there is a, a demand that you get out of the area, you, you, I know you don't want to leave your home, but you need to listen to the people that know uh, what's best for your safety because you live in a place that is replaceable, but you are not. So uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, totally. We yeah. talk we talk about about the billions of dollars of damage. Yeah, like we talk about the damage in in money, yeah. right? And I think that that is generally a good sign because usually if they're talking about it in money, that means that the casualties were were low enough that you could talk about it in money. Yeah, yeah because when it when 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 you get something like Katrina, the problem is is you start to count the disaster in lives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't replace lives with better engine engineering. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Like, there's only so much we, at this point, look, the medical industry is working on how yeah. we can keep <laughs> people alive. We're, we're trying to put our <laughs> brains in computers and build cybernetic bodies. We're absolutely. working on it's it. On, of course. It's on the docket. It's on the docket, yeah. and uh, and the rise in machines is coming. It's but, coming. <laughs> and hopefully they have your consciousness in them when hopefully. They, so that you don't kill me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but, uh, but, yeah, the, the, you, we're not... As of this point, we're not doing that. Yeah. If your if your life is lost, then you're on to whatever's next. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and that's and that's a shame for a lot of people who love you. Yeah. So, I think that it gets it gets complicated and confusing because the the tendency amongst people is to tell the story of the hero. So you you tell the story of the dad who stayed home while the fire was sent the family away, but stayed there while the fire was burning and was able to use a garden hose to water down these things. And every right. time it got, you know, something lit on the roof, they'd put it out and put it out. And he yeah. saved his house. Yes, yes, yes. And the it hero. was incredible. And yeah. what an amazing, what a, what a mountain of a man this Against dad was. Against all odds. Against all odds he did it. And, and why wouldn't you want to hear that story? It's a fantastic story, <laughs> right? Right. right? right. <laughs> but... <laughs> but not every dad is a mountain of a man, even yeah. if he thinks he is, yes, or course. is as lucky yes. as that dad might yeah, have been. Yeah. You could be really strong in a mountain of a man and still, and luck still have it, bad luck. And still, it's not going to work out a for A lot you. of times, incredible people die because of just bad oh, yeah. luck. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times, real doofuses live, live. long, happy, <laughs> fortunate, wonderful because lives just of because luck. of dumb good luck. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay? It's true. So there is, that is a, a factor... In the whole thing is that yeah. the world is random, and the and the dice may roll your way. Absolutely, but they also might not. Okay, so if you're being told, there's a couple of reasons why you have to listen. If you're being told to evacuate, yeah, one reason is is because there is a good there's a good chance that you are in the middle of a real bad scenario. Yes, and yes. it is best to not yeah. be in the middle of that bad scenario yes. because it could kill you. Yeah. The second one is you being there and surviving takes resources away from people who are unable to get out. Yeah. So like, like if you were able to leave, able to get out of there and, 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 and get out of the problem, and now you're stuck in, you know, on, on top of your house on a roof with nowhere to go for days. They have to come They get have you. to find a boat to go get you. Yeah. Now, maybe that boat should have been sent to uh, a, a, you know, a river that's now storming down and then has three kids in it who are struggling to survive, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't want to have resources going to places where they didn't have to go because you were trying to be a hero. Because you weren't listening to what was, hey, this is, we, we know what's best for you here. They know you don't want to leave. Yeah. They're not telling you to evacuate if they don't think you have to evacuate because they don't want, like, they, I know that sometimes we, we make fun of the government here. Mm -hmm. It's fun to do. We all get a good laugh. Sure. Right? Who doesn't, who doesn't want to make fun of the government? Okay, but there are there are actually some protocols in place that have been thought through by some pretty smart people. Yeah. Particularly when it comes to disasters. Yeah. Because disasters are a problem for for everybody. Yeah. Okay. So 
they actually don't want more people on the road than the road can handle. Now, there are going to be more people on the road than the road can handle. That's just how, how it is. Right now, the, the roads to Orlando apparently are just, like, they had to open up, they had to open up the, 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 uh, the, the Me- lanes on medi- the side. The median? Me- the, yeah, no. no the, what do you call that? The emergency lanes. The emergency lanes. Yes, the emergency yeah. lanes, and then even allow people to go up on the wrong side of the road. Really? In order to get enough space for all of the people who are in dead and stopped traffic to try to get so out of where they are. So it's straight out of a zombie and movie, post-apocalyptic, where you're like, there's like, there's 18 rows of traffic there. It gets like that, and that's yeah. one of the reasons probably why people want to stay, right? Yeah. So yeah. they don't want to evacuate. They don't want you to evacuate if you're not, if yeah. you don't need to evacuate. And yeah. if you haven't been told to evacuate, then know that yeah. you haven't been told to evacuate. That's that's good news. That means that it's you're you are out of the disaster range. Yeah, it's like the fires that come here when they're out. I'm not evacuating my house if the fire is 15 miles away and blowing in the other direction, and mm. they're telling me it's you're for now. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get ready. I'm gonna get ready. Yeah, but yeah. you know you don't you don't need to you don't need to flood the roads with your dumb body. Yeah, and the older we get, by the way, we get more stubborn about evacuating because you've been in traffic uh, and, and so you true. haven't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. think about this: the older people are like, you know, I, I, as a dad and getting older now, you hear somebody who says like, "Hey, we're meeting in Hollywood to go do this thing." You're like, "Oh God, I don't want to go." And really, you know what I mean? Like, you just you, you just get so tired of the idea of like enduring something for no reason, <laughs> and so the thought that goes in your head is the storm is coming, and you're like, "You, you got to get out of here!" Like, I don't want to. In traffic, yeah. I don't know, I'm just to get out there for no damn reason. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you start to evaluate if it's worth it. A if lot it's more, worth right? it, you go. I'd rather just die here in my socks, and watching watching the game. See, you if know? I could just have a beer <laughs> and a television, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll be, be fine. fine. Yeah, is exactly. the Wi-Fi gonna work? Yeah, is it gonna work? <laughs> no. Okay. No, it's 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 true. It's true. Like I, I get I, stubborn. Think about when we were when we were Ronnie's age. Yeah, we were young. Okay. If well, somebody we, said evacuate, we I just go woohoo. There <laughs> we go. Like just think about like going out. Right? Totally. Hey, there's a there's a party in Long Beach. In Long Beach. And you're like, Long Beach? Oh, that's only like 50 minutes away. And if I drive fast, it's like 42 minutes away. Totally. You'd be up for anything. I totally get out there. Life, pre- life pre-children. Yeah. And young. You're like, let's go. Let's yeah. do it all. I'm going to Long Beach. Yeah. And Sounds you go great. to Long Beach and you rage. Yeah. And then it's two in the morning, like, oh, I gotta get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, forget it. I'm going to sleep on the beach. And how many times have I gone to sleep on the beach? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. Uh, yeah. It's because because you're young and you're invincible. And you can and do you have all this energy and it's all easy. And it's like the older you get, the more you evaluate. And someone's like, "Well, it's your it's it's your nephew's yeah. Uh, it's your it's your nephew's first time ever playing golf at this particular course." And you're like, "I love my nephew. How far is it <laughs> again? It's good these golfing, but I mean, did you say Camarillo? Uh, Camarillo. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to get a hotel. <laughs> you look, uh, it's too far. Saying, I don't know if I can do that. It's a lot of work. You know, like things that probably matter oh, more yeah. than just you going out and getting yeah, drunk. Totally. And you'd be like, I'm not going. Like, I'm, I'm not sorry, doing it. I just sorry, can't, I just can't do it. I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> this city does that to you. This city does that to you. It really does. You live here long enough and you find you a good friend could move in town and you could be like, where do you live? We're not going to wow, ever see each other. That's I'm the so sorry. So sorry. I mean, it's just it's. Here's the thing: is you factor here's in traffic, thing. and and then I'm and then I got to find parking, and I'm just I know that looking for a parking it's spot gonna in the be, valley's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. I just can't do it. And then I'll have to pay for it, and then I'll be oh. like, God, why did I spend thirty bucks in parking? Just too when far. When I could have just stayed home and watched football <laughs> and been <laughs> drunk. <laughs> so 
evacuate is what we're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. It's true. But 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 uh, this is even like well, a your, your father. I'm so sorry to yeah. cut you off. Your yeah. father-in-law once said said something to me when when uh, we we met him at uh, I, I think it was the first time I met him. This, yeah, this yeah. guy's hilarious. A- ages ago. Yeah, ages ago. Yeah, and he's like, you know, when you're 20, you drop something on the ground and you just pick it up. <laughs> you're 30, you drop something on the ground, and you go, oh man, and then you pick it up. You're 40, you drop something on the ground, and you look at it for a second, and you go, do I need it? (laughs) (laughs) I can just stay there, right? Yeah, and it just gets worse every decade after. (laughs) Then by the time you're 60, you drop something, and you don't know that you drop something. Yeah, you just drop it, and you You just keep walking. I don't know, maybe I drop something. I don't know. $100? Yes. Forget it. Forget it. It's fine. Somebody else can have it. Um, but you're, you're, you know, to our point is there's a mindset of some people, the hero mentality where they just can't get away. And so we're saying you're going to have to let that go. Yeah. You have to let it go. If, if the, if the people that are the smart scientists that know what's up, say, get out of Dodge, get out of Dodge, man, just do it. Protect yourself, protect your family. And don't assume by the way that just because (laughs) here's the, here's the, here's the thing that happens when, when you have a global pandemic that becomes political because of all of the random stuff that's involved and surrounds it, people stop kind of trusting (laughs) their officials. Right, 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 right. And I get it. That's fair. I totally understand how that could happen and why that could happen. Um, I don't believe that a natural disaster is the same as a never before experienced pandemic. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. That there's a bit more time behind it. There's a bit more research data behind it. Research. They yeah. know a lot more about it. There's a lot more of a consensus along all political lines. <laughs> yeah. Because there are scientists on all like on all sides of yeah. political spectrum. I know people don't think that. There are also people who are religious on all sides of the political spectrum. I know yeah. that people don't believe that, but yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, and, and so you can actually get a consensus on some things. And when you have yeah. a consensus, that's good. That means a lot of people have evaluated it. They've challenged yeah. it and they've agreed. This is pretty good. Yeah. The warning systems we have are, are don't, please don't conflate those with, with a pandemic that we haven't experienced. That before. we never had before. Yeah. yeah. There, in, in, in our lifetime and for the past 100 years, we haven't faced anything like, thing like that, but, but tornadoes, earthquakes, fires, Hurricane, hurricanes. This is not new territory. No, it's not. We have a lot of specialists that are working around the clock to figure out how we can survive. Tornadoes are a terrific example. Yeah, I lived through hundreds of them. Because tornadoes are something that that early on, because of how many people lived in the plains mm-hmm. and lived in, in the area where you would get tornadoes, how long we've been living there. Yeah. We actually have been defended ourselves with technology yeah. against tornadoes yeah. for over 100 years. Yeah. Like you, you, if you go to a home in Oklahoma, it's got a basement. Oh, yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. It's not even an, it's like out here, it's like, oh, I would love to have a basement and you yeah. probably don't. Yeah. If you are in Oklahoma. Yeah. The house has a basement. Yeah. Because it has to have a basement. Yeah. Because a tornado could come by and tear the house away. Yeah. And you don't have time to go to the, the they don't know, they don't know where it's going to go. I, there is no evacuation. It's just, I, I get hate, in. I hate to tell you this. We, a lot of us don't have basements in Oklahoma. Really? Yes. I'm so oh sorry. God, I'm wrong. <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay. I didn't want to say it, but no, I was like, I, can't, I, I, can't, I yeah. can't put it out there. So what happens? So we have clay, and that makes a huge problem with our ground in Oklahoma. So and do so, people just die? No. we go. <laughs> so your protocol is to go to your bathroom and to sit in your bathtub. And okay. There's, yes. Okay. Yes. So there's well, all 
you still things, have a protocol. You still have a protocol. And there are storm cellars and there are people out in the country that have storm cellars in ways they can get underground. Right. But I remember growing up as a kid, there were a lot of houses that you, you, you were like, we don't have basements here. Why did we not have basements? There's tornadoes coming through, especially in it's cities just like because of the Tulsa. Land. It's because the land, okay. the ground is clay and you just cannot get deep enough in there to make a basement. And that's so it's the, more... Kansas, yes, other places where yes, they got the, Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. But, but, but okay. we still have tons and tons of protocols in Oklahoma to get through uh, tornadoes. And yeah. my entire childhood were tornado drills in the hallways where you put your hands over your neck like this and you lay down in the hall. You don't get under your desk. It's all very uniform. You have, like, I've been through hundreds of them. And I think that people that in, in big cities like Tulsa were lucky because tornadoes don't seem to really destroy largely built up places. It's always the people in the middle of the country that get the most havoc reached on. And I don't know if a lot of those people out there might have storm cellars and and things underground bunkers because they have to. But in Tulsa and and bigger cities, somewhere along the way, they were like, well, we can't really dig basements here. Ah, we're fine. You know? (laughs) (laughs) And and, and that's why and that's why the creeks were like, we said don't build here. The Creek Indians are like, we we didn't we told you not to build there, not because we didn't want you to build there, but it's too dangerous to build here. You can't drill underground. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah. That's no, probably the, what happened, the, right? The, the natives called the Central Valley of California the Valley of Death. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want you to build there either. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, you learned something new about uh, Oklahoma. I did. I'm fantastic. Yeah, no, yeah. I made that. I made that assumption. Yeah. Yeah. There no, it's go. okay. I think can I think Kansas and a lot of those places they absolutely do because I mean, look, Tornado Alley isn't just Oklahoma. It's tons of areas. It's a massive. It's a massive area, area. That, that we yeah. can hit in the so, Great Plains mostly, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, but that was our hurricanes. Is there anything else that we want to touch on before we get out of here? Uh, California built up ourselves against earthquakes. Yeah. We're yeah. Good about those. We are good about houses those. that houses that wobble. We have buildings that sway and wobble. Mm-hmm. Like if uh, you have an earthquake here and you're in a high rise, you will feel it rock back and forth because yeah. it's on rollers or something yeah, like that. On rollers. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of amazing. It's a weird feeling because you're like, is this building going to fall over? And they're like, no, they built it to do that. Yeah. So pretty weird it's crazy but that's how good the technology is for this kind of stuff yeah because people will go i'm not moving i'm just going to build something that 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 will make a building sway in an earthquake and it's fine right so right so anyway well that's the biofriendly podcast this week guys we did it we did it we we, i think i think that was an inspiring message about hurricanes i hope so yes i think so people had some laughs yeah they did i'm sure they did i'm sure they did so we have been your beacon of light in a gloomy environment jacob's brain is constantly rebuilding itself Don't be environmentally gimmicky. This guy's got bubbles. And featuring Todd Water Socks. Take the W and move on. Yes. Like we said. Sort of. And then. You can add whatever you want. Yeah, remember that was the rule. And then I. And get on with it. Get on with it. Get back to it. Get Get back back to to it. it. No, it's just take the win and whatever Noel feels like saying. Right. And then my last one is... We assume. Oh, we assume on this show. <laughs> that always makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. Um, we do. So, yes. So before we get out of there here... Are, there are no basements in Oklahoma. There are no basements. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
<laughs> that was a perfect example of what we assume on this show. Um, uh, but before we get out of here, make sure to tell your friends, your family, uh, spread the good word, review our show, go give it five stars, go give it one star, whatever you want to do. Just go talk about it. Tell everybody you know about the Biofriendly Podcast, how we are out here educating and teaching you new things, but doing it with a good time. And we want to make sure you do that. So join us on all of our social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. All you have to do is search the word Biofriendly and you will find us. So come out there, hang out, post some stuff, ask about topics that you want to discuss in the show, and we might get to it if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Veronica, do you have anything else left to say? Stay safe. Stay mm-hmm. Oh. Is there if you want to just appropriate because of the just for today. Just, just for today. Going on. So this is a special episode. Oh, okay, I can say. No, no, no that's it's a, right. That's no. a good one. Say it say it again. We're ending Stay on Stay safe. Stay safe. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast.